Welcome to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. And in this episode, I want to tackle the topic of the theology of tanning. And this was part of a poll that I made back in January, I believe. And I'm finally getting back, or or I'm and I'm <laughs> and I'm finally getting along to work on it. Um, it's been a crazy past semester, but by the grace of God, I'm still alive and mostly sane. So let's get it. Um, and so. First off, I want to actually define and somewhat explain what tanning is. It's quite interesting how my dad is a cosmetic surgeon, and I just never really asked him about the physiological process of tanning. Um, I'm sure that he would probably give me a long-winded answer because many of his patients who come in with skin issues have have them uh, stem from tanning just gone horribly wrong. And from, and from what I can somewhat recollect, it's a matter ranging from congenital issues to not properly using a sunscreen for long periods of time. And so the basic definition for tanning that I'm going to ascribe to in this episode to keep things clear and simple comes from encyclopedia from Encyclopedia Encyclopedia Britannica, which I probably haven't used seriously to cite anything since maybe my senior year of high school. Um, I'm not detailing the whole article because I don't want to go off on talking about different uh, types of wavelengths of light and also dermatology in general. Um, the article says that, quote, tanning is a natural body defense relying on melanin to help protect the skin from further injury. Melanin is a chemical pigment in the skin that absorbs ultraviolet radiation and limits its penetration into tissues. A suntan occurs when melanin pigments in cells in the deeper tissue portion of the skin are activated by ultraviolet radiation and the cells migrate to the surface of the skin. And so for those who've um, and so for those who've, who, who, who have never been aware until now, that's why and how you end up tanned. As I was preparing for this episode, the primary reference to tanning or being tanned in scripture that I could find is found in Song of Solomon chapter 1. And also as I was writing the script for this episode, I'm also realizing that I've been, I've, I have been or am really going to really reference this chapter a lot. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do so. It's honestly just an observation. So, the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 5 through 6, comes from the perspective of the lady in the book who is just head over heels in love over Solomon. It says, and I'm also reading from the CSB version, Daughters of Jerusalem, I am dark like the tents of Kedar, yet lovely like the curtains of Solomon. Do not stare at me because I am dark, for the sun has gazed on me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me take care of the vineyards. I have not taken care of my own vineyard. And so in this section from Song of Solomon, we see here that tanning is certainly a normal physiological process that God has gifted us. And as we honestly just appropriately apply the context of when and where this was uh, written, the text isn't saying that this woman was of African descent, but we see, or here, here in this case, that this uh, lady who 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 is most likely the first wife of Solomon, she has worked in the fields, and as a result, has become tan. And so, as I said previously, 
tanning is certainly a normal physiological process that God has gifted us. And while tanning isn't mentioned in Genesis, I believe that tanning would have occurred or did occur pre-fall. And so what came along post-fall were the adverse results of tanning or overexposure to sunlight, i.e. skin cancer, sunburns, and other other different types of illnesses. And I think you get the idea. I think we also need to keep in mind that many of the stories from Scripture occurred in the modern Middle East, and, and that's where the sun was and still is. No joke. I, I highly doubt many characters in the Bible were unaffected by the realities of living under that intense heat and light for most of their lives. And so back when, so, so, so back to when tanning becomes sinful, I'm going to be clear with everyone listening in, in that there is no verse out there that says, thou shalt not enter a tanning bed or thou shalt not bathe uh, in the sun for more than X amount of hours and such. I'm not here to give a prescriptive anecdote on dating because everyone may have their own convictions about tanning, except I do want everyone listening in to have the same baseline knowledge and also to think in the biblical worldview and then move accordingly. Whenever I talk about something that inherently involves modern aspects of attractiveness, I can't help but to think in some way at some point about my experiences working in my dad's uh, cosmetic clinic. Um, I do, I do want to put a disclaimer forward by saying that being attractive isn't a sin, except I want to be careful when I explain this because then people may think, okay, then it's perfectly fine for me to flaunt myself in public settings and also social media. So let's hold it and pause for a second since I want to reiterate the, the scriptural definition of modesty. It is meant to be an outward expression of an inward reality of the soul by God. Um, I go much more in depth about modesty in a past episode in the podcast, except at the core, if we make a claim to godliness, we should reverently dress ourselves in a way that glorifies God and doesn't cause our brothers or sisters to stumble. And so when the world, meanwhile, talks about attractiveness, it is inherently also linked to this idea of, of a flaunted, if you've got it, mentality, or I think I would also say sensuality, uh, where men and women alike are tempted or even encouraged to show off their bodies in some way or form to, I mean, essentially just get attention or any kind of end result they desire that brings glory only to themselves. And I'm, I'm definitely not sitting on my high horse here because I've certainly been guilty of this, even posting a video of myself hitting a back squat PR during, during my freshman year of college. Although it didn't inherently show my physique, I, I think I'm only going to bring this I think I'm only going to bring that example up because I tried to bring glory to myself and I didn't act in a modest way. Um, I'm, I am drifting a little bit off course here, but I think that was just a long-winded, comprehensive uh, disclaimer so that there isn't any confusion from anyone new uh, listening into the podcast. I'm not anti-beauty since God is the creator of beauty, but I have an issue when it deviates from divine design. 
Tanning becomes sinful when we get over-obsessed with our appearance, that we idolize it and try to bring glory to ourselves in the way that we dress in different uh, contexts. And, 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 and I would also add in some sense that we try to over-sensualize ourselves and choose to ultimately abide in the ideals of the sinful culture around us instead of abiding in the Lord. And I will say that before anyone clicks off, I'm not here to condemn everybody or anybody for that matter. I'm here to bring to light a God-given physiological process that today, if ever, has significant ramifications on how we as image bearers view ourselves and how we want to present ourselves. Uh, And so... I I really want to add that the gospel frees us from the oppression of sin and we get to live in freedom that the Lord gives us. We are no longer enslaved to the sinful passions fed by the flaunted, if you got it, idea, especially if, and I'm addressing the believers here, and we can bring glory to God and please him by the way that we adorn ourselves. And as I close this episode, I want to read out 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 to 4, which sums up what we ought to do as Christians with not just tanning, but with our intrinsic beauty as we are image bearers of God. And so it says, don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles and wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather what is inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And as I go forward, um, I am also going to address that I am fully aware that these verses in context, as many of y'all can tell, are directed to the ladies. And I also use these verses uh, during my modesty episode a few months back. Except I think the guys currently listening can also benefit. From, uh, I think the guys listening in can also benefit from this as well. May we not be focused upon our external adornings, but rather adorn ourselves with the inward realities given to us purely by the grace of God, and and live in the freedom in how He has ultimately designed us as guys and gals, respectively. And so. Hopefully this episode was helpful to y'all, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.